0: Check out the new PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. And next, we're brought to you by Prize PrizeFix is daily fantasy sports simplified. Head on over to PrizePix.com and use promo code SGP for a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100. And finally, we're brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that allows you to sync your fantasy football league and bet on head-to-head matchups. Download the app today, or just head on over to betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's B-E-T-T-O-R fantasy.com slash SGPN. And of course, before we start the episode, don't forget to download the SGPN app. It's your home for all of our free picks, podcasts, and so much more. Download the app wherever it is you download apps. Hi, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode number 89. And this episode is dedicated to my usual host, the fantastic Mr. Jeff Fox. He will not be joining me this week. We had uh, a little bit of trouble with some scheduling and some things that came up on his end, but. I know that you Dgens out there are absolutely pining for an episode of the MMA Gambling Podcast. Now, some of the reason why you're pining for it is our banter, which sadly you're not going to get today. You're just going to get my woeful picks in your ear, and you know what? You're only going to get one side of the picks, too, which means maybe I'll have a chance to catch up on Jeff Fox's money lead that he's got on me. Uh, Don't admit to him that I just told you that he has a money lead on me, but... Uh, Nevertheless, I did want to make sure that you guys got the breakdown and the picks on Wednesday night, so uh, that's exactly where you're going to get them. If you want to get Jeff's picks, you can probably check those out on his article, which comes out every single week on the Sports Gambling Podcast website. Now, uh, I've mentioned myself a couple of times here in this episode, for those of you who might not be regulars, which I'm sure all of you are by now, all of you are, are fully subscribed to this feed, but... Uh, for those of you who aren't regulars, I am Daniel Gumby Vreeland, and uh, I host or co-host the Sports Gambling Podcast Network's MMA Gambling Podcast, as well as two other of my own personal podcasts. I host the Top Turtle MMA Podcast, which has got a couple of interviews with fighters each and every week. This week I'm talking to uh, Sean Woodson and Leah Letson, so make sure you check out that. And the prelim primer where I talk to uh, a fellow analyst in the MMA field and we break down just the prelim portion of the card. And, of course, I write here and for the MMA-manifesto.com, a whole bunch of other places as well. So uh, check me out on Twitter, at Gumby Greenland, if you're not already following me there. Uh, you can, of course, also check me out in our Slack channel, which uh, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, great Slack channel. Whether you listen to, watch fights or you like to talk about food or whatever it is you like to do. Uh, you definitely want to get in on that. Now, uh, I didn't get here just to talk about my other endeavors and to uh, to tell you about the Slack channel and all that other good stuff. I came here to talk to you guys about fights and to give you my picks for this weekend's UFC Vegas 42, I believe we're calling it. It's Max Holloway versus Yair Rodriguez. Um, that's an exciting main event, although we have lost a couple of fights off of this card very recently. We lost... Uh, Well, first we lost Eric Anders versus Roman Delizze, and then he filled in with Kyle Dacus, and we lost that fight too, and we recently lost Felipe Lins versus Ovin St. Prue, and Lando Venata versus Tucker Lutz. I mean, like, a whole bunch of them have been falling off, but we still got an 11-fight card, and uh, as I said, I'm going to be giving you guys kind of the solo breakdown this week. Uh, I'm not quite as as long-winded with the stats and such as uh, Jeff is, but I'm still going to be giving you the usual Gumby Breakdown, which you've come to know and love, uh, and you'll probably get it in a little bit shorter manner, because I've got nobody here to meander with. I'm not going to be talking uh, about random nickname stuff and not going to be quizzed on regional level MMA, so uh, you're going to get it in a little bit shorter version. So, uh, before I start digging into this fantastic card, because it's usually my my job to keep up the fantastic card uh, moniker, so to speak, uh, let me tell you a little bit about Winbet. Winbet? is sponsoring this show. Are you ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee and Virginia and they're bringing you the excitement of Win Las Vegas to live online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips. Get in on all of your favorite teams, players and sports from the NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football and so much more. They've got brand new bonuses where users can bet $1 to win $100 on any sport. That's right, $1 to win $100 on any sport. You're going to want to check that out. They've got other awesome things in there, too, such as free bets. You just get in on WinBet right now because they've got great promos, odds, and payouts, and they're all happening right now. Like I said, from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, they've got what you need to win. So if you're ready to play, sign up today and receive a special Offer of a risk free $1,000 sports bet, bet big, win bigger with the WinBet app. Download the WinBet app now or visit WINNbet.com. Awesome. So uh, to kick off this fight card, which, as I said, I'm going to be talking about here solo, we've got Kennedy Zuchuku versus Da Jung. So Kennedy Zuchuku is the African savage he is 9-1 and in the UFC so far he's 3-1 after losing to Paul Craig in his debut he's rattled off three straight wins uh, and as i mentioned he is going to be fighting Daoon Jung so Daun Jung his nickname is Heseda, which I, I'm sure translates to something that Jeff would have had all queued up, but I do not. Uh, he is undefeated in the UFC. He's got three wins, one draw against Sam Alvey. He is going to be an inch shorter, and he's also going to have a half-an-inch reach disadvantage against Kennedy Zuchuku, uh who has a, or actually a three-and-a-half-inch reach disadvantage. Kennedy Zuchuku really long, 83-inch reach at 6'5". 6'4 for Daun Jung, but a little bit shorter of the reach there. Like I said, 3.5 inches less. Um, so, uh, when you're looking at the odds for this fight, on the other hand, we see Daun Jung coming in as a slight favorite here. Uh, the betting odds currently have him at negative 120. Uh, Kennedy Zuchuku at plus 100. And for my pick on this one, I'm going to take Kennedy Zuchuku. I You're going to find in this episode. I'm a little dog crazy. I actually think uh, UFC Vegas 42 is ripe with underdogs, and Kennedy Zuchuku is going to be the first one for me. You know, I mentioned the reach advantage. That's part of what I really like about him, Uh, and as Jeff points out regularly, people with reach advantages and striking advantages tend to do very well. I also really like his durability. People consistently point to the fact that he's in bad situations all the time, but He's in bad situations against, like, power punchers and, like, good submission grapplers, and he still works out of those positions. Down Jung is not as threatening and is probably going to get hit more. Uh, down Jung took down William Knight, like, a hundred times, but William Knight kind of stupidly walked into those takedowns. So I don't have any real confidence that Down Jung is going to get Kennedy Zuchuku down a bunch of times. I think he's going to – Kennedy is going to use his reach. He's going to poke away at him, and he's got real good power. We saw him knock out Carl Zollberg, and we, we see him deep. Danilo Marquez, like, I think he's the real deal. So I, I'm going to take the plus 100 money here, go with the underdog uh, to pick up the win. And he is the first of many underdogs you're going to hear about tonight. So uh, that's my first official pick, Kennedy Zuchuku. It certainly doesn't hurt that he is also a Fordis MMA product, which, as you guys know, I'm all over Fordis MMA. So there's our first pick of the night. Let's move on to our second fight, which is Mark the Bone Crusher, Dia Casey, versus uh, Rafael the Turn Alves. So, Dia Casey uh, in his last few fights is two and one. Uh, he had a two-fight winning streak where he beat Joe Duffy and Lando Venata, uh, but then lost to Rafael Fiziev. That was all the way back in July of 2020. So it's actually been about a year and a half since we've seen Mark Dia Casey. Rafael Alves, meanwhile, has only fought once in the UFC. He is 19 and 10 overall, so he's got a pretty extensive record there. But in his debut, he lost to Demirius Magulov, um, which certainly no shame in that. Damirez Magulov, a really good guy. He, of course, got his contract on the Contender Series when he beat Alejandro Flores uh, by guillotine choke. That was last year's Contender Series, not this year's Contender Series. So uh, he's coming here to fight Mark Diakasi for his second fight. Now, he's 5'8", with a 68-inch reach. Uh, Diacasey, on the other hand a ten, so he's got a slight advantage there, and a 73-inch reach, so that's a 5-inch reach advantage. Uh, so a couple of advantages there for Mark Diacase. The official odds that we're working with today is Mark Diacase at negative 190, Rafael Alves at plus 160, and I will be going with Mark Casey in this fight. Um, you know, like, a lot of people are really impressed by the... The physicality and the athleticism of Rafael Alves, uh, if you haven't seen this fight with Demirius Magulov, you should probably just go back and watch it just so you can see him do this like crazy breakdancing handstand uh, move that he does to get out of a scramble. It's really damn impressive. Um, I'm, I was a big fan of him in that moment, but they're pairing him with somebody who I don't really like him against. And granted, the time off worries me a little bit with Dea Casey. He's certainly not going to be my lock at negative 190, but... I think he is ultimately a better, more well-rounded fighter. I think if anybody's getting the takedowns here, it's going to be Dia Casey, who's got kind of underrated wrestling. The reach advantage, I think, is going to help him on the feet. And also, you know, I mentioned all this with that, like, breakdancing move to get out. He uses a lot of energy. He's, like, a very high-energy guy, and I think ultimately that's going to cost him against Dia Casey. So that's going to be a favorite pick there. Uh, I'm not going dog-dog to start off the show, but I did take zachuku. So we're one apiece here, and as I said, you're gonna get plenty more dogs later on in the show. And that brings us to our next fight, which is Courtney Catherine Casey versus Leanna, the She-Wolf, Jojua. Let's start with uh, let's start with JoJua in this one. She is five foot four with a sixty-two inch reach. She is 1-2 in the UFC. She lost her first fight, although that one was at Bantamweight. She beat Daniela Belbita, or Deanna Belbita. I did that last time, too. Deanna Belbita by armbar, and then lost to Miranda Maverick by stoppage, uh, which was a doctor's stoppage. Courtney Casey is going to have a few advantages in the height and reach. She's got a... She's 5'7", 67-inch reach, she's got the advantage there. But she is coming off back-to-back losses at flyweight to Jillian Robertson and J.J. Aldrich, the latter of which was a split decision. Um, before that, she had beaten Mara Romero-Barella uh, and lost to Cynthia Calvijo. So she's 1-3 in her last four, and she's only 9-9 nine and nine in her pro career, which certainly doesn't sound good. It seems almost a little surprising she's getting another shot here. Um, you know, the interesting thing about this one is when I saw the odds, I assumed Jojua was going to come in as a favorite, but she's actually a massive underdog. P- minus 240 for Courtney Casey, plus 195 for Leanna Jojua. And Jojua who's, is who I'm going to side with here. I actually like Leanna Jojua at this massive number. Um, And even if it wasn't this massive number, like I said, I thought she was going to come in as a favorite. Uh, my problem with Courtney Casey, pretty much all of the fights she's losing is because she's being... Outsized and and kind of like out physical. She, she, anybody who can match her grappling has a good time against Courtney Casey, and I think Leanna Jojo can match that. Her grappling has looked really good. Granted, she didn't get a chance to mix it up with Miranda Maverick because Maverick didn't want to take it to the ground. She was out there to show off her striking. Um, but like when when she hit the ground with Belbita, she snapped that arm bar up pretty damn quick. Um, she, she didn't look too good against Sarah Morris on the map, but some of that was because of the weight difference. You know, Morris is way bigger than her. Um, and I think Morris even missed weight for that fight, if I'm remembering correctly. I think she weighed 137 or 138. So, you know, she's given up massive amounts of size. Uh, I think she's going to have an easy time dealing with Courtney Casey here who is a straw weight, natural straw weight, uh, in, in probably, We'll be giving up a little bit of that size. So uh, I'm going to take Leanna Jojoa here, uh, which is my second dog of the night. And uh, I think that's one you might want to keep an eye on. Uh, and moving on next, we're going to take a quick look into the featherweight division with Sean Woodson and Colin Anglin. So Sean Woodson, the sniper, is taking on uh, Colin Anglin, who doesn't have a nickname. So starting off, we'll, we'll kick it off with Woodson, who is eight and 8-1 in his pro career, uh lost coming to Julian Arosa after he got stung on the feet and Dar's choked. He bounced back with a win this past July over a Zalal where it was a split decision. He didn't look real great in it, but I think some of that had to do with ring rust, which, by the way, if you listen to the Top MMA podcast this week, you will find out that he also feels that it happened due to Ring Rust. Um so he's gonna be fighting Colin Anglin. Uh Anglin, five foot nine with a seventy one inch reach. Oh, and I did not mention that, uh, that Woodson is six foot two with a seventy nine inch reach. That's right, a seventy nine inch reach. So he's gonna have eight inches of reach advantage here, um, against Colin England, who, in his UFC debut, lost by head kick to Melsic Bogzazarian. It seemed like he just didn't know how to get on the inside of a good kickboxer. And I mean like if, if that's not enough already to lean towards Woodson, now Woodson is betting off at negative 335, which is not a number that I'm I'm running to the, the ticket window to get at. Anglin, uh, plus 260. The 260 doesn't even tempt me. Look, he had trouble taking down the kickboxer in the last fight. I think he has trouble taking down the kickboxer again. The range is going to be too big of a problem for him here. And uh, for all those reasons... Yeah, I'm 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 siding with uh, Sean Woodson and you know what, you might even hear a prop from me later on in the night regarding Sean Woodson, so uh make sure you tune in for that. So, speaking of props, uh I'd be remiss if I did not mention that this episode is brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. If you're listening, Jeff, that's how you do a transition. Now, PropSwap always has the best odds because it's like you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. That's right. You don't have to buy from the boogies. Buy from other bettors. See a bet you like but think the price is too high. Well, you can submit a bid for a price that you think is fair, agree to it, and buy it. And if you use the promo code SGP on your first deposit over on PropSwap, they will double it up to $500. And double the cash means double the odds. And if you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time, so your bet doesn't even need to win to make money, just needs to improve. Thousands of bettors across the country are shopping their tickets on PropSwap every day. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or downloading the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. All right, so I've taken you through the first four fights. we got a couple of dogs in this next fight. I can't believe it's on the prelims, but it's a 125-pound matchup between Cynthia Calvillo and Andrea Lee. So Cynthia Calvillo will start with her first. She ain't got no nickname, but she is five foot four with a four-inch reach. She's coming off a pair of losses to Caitlin Chokagian and Jessica Andrade. She's nine-three and one overall. She's going to be fighting Andrea KGB Lee, uh, who is slightly taller at five foot six with a quite a bit of a reach advantage at 69 and a half inches, which makes sense. She's fought her whole career at flyweight, whereas Cynthia Calvillo coming up from strawweight. Uh, she picked up a big win with a triangle arm bar over Antonita Shevchenko, but preceding that have lost three straight. Roxanne Mottafari, Lauren Murphy, and Joanne Calderwood. So she once thought to be a hot prospect in the division, took a whole bunch of losses, and here she's going to have, like I said, quite a reach advantage here and quite a height advantage, uh, but... Is actually the betting underdog. She's plus 110 to Cynthia Calvillo's minus 130. So you might think this is another position where I'm going with an underdog, and you would be incorrect. I'm going to take Cynthia Calvillo in this one, uh, mostly because if you look at all those losses, those back-to-back-to-back losses for Andrea Lee, you will notice her big problem is people who can take her down. And Cynthia Calvillo is somebody who can take her down. Look, I really like Andrea Lee. I think she's got a lot of promise, but in that area she's been really weak. Roxanne Matifari took her down four times. Roxanne, not the most technical, not the strongest, but a gritty takedown specialist, somebody will chain them together. And she got it all the time. And you know what? Cynthia Caldeo does have the technique, does have the strength. Granted, she was a former fly or straw weight rather, so that that's a little worrisome. She is gonna be giving up reach advantage, but I'm not sure that Andrea Lee does a good enough job keeping range to really worry about what's going on here. So yeah, I'm gonna take uh, Cynthia Calvijo. I don't even mind the negative 130 money here. I actually think that value is probably there. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna pull the trigger on Cynthia Calvijo, uh in that fight there. So let's uh, let's move on from the flyweight division and move on to a pair of uh, former. Headliner, Tiago Moises, is gonna be fighting Yoal Alvarez. So Moises, five foot nine, seventy and a half inch. He is coming off of a loss to Islam Makashev by rear naked choke. He survived for three and a half rounds, but could not survive much longer on Islam Makhachev. That snapped a three fight winning streak. So he was on a hell of a roll. Got that headliner. Didn't work out for him. Alvarez, on the other hand, is going to be much, much, much longer and much, much, much longer. The guy is six foot three giving him six inches of height advantage, and he has a seventy-seven inch reach, which is six and a half inches of reach advantage here. He's eighteen and two. He's coming off of three straight wins against Danilo Bilardo, Joe Duffy, and Alexander Yakolev. Of course, he has been gone for a year, which, you know, we've talked about this. Sometimes that's the worst thing in the world. You come in really rusty. Sean Woodson, like I said, talked about that. Sometimes it's just good not to be punched in the head for a year nonstop. Um the weird thing here about this dynamic of this fight, Tiago Moises, known as a good grappler who's been working on his striking, Yoel Alvarez, you know, coming off of back-to-back first-round submissions over Joe Duffy and Yakolev uh, when they shot takedowns. Uh, and Danilo Bellardo shot some takedowns on him, too, and he wanted him ground-and-pounding him out. Um, if you go to his, his fights before the UFC, dude, it's like, it's submission after submission after submission. This guy has got tons of submissions on his record, and I... I he's well you know let, let's let's get the odds in there too Tiago Moises the for, former headliner negative 240 Yoel Alvarez plus 195 and I'm gonna take Alvarez I think the reach on the feet for me makes him uh, you know a, a personal favorite of mine I, I think that that's gonna give him a lot of advantages and in addition of that we know he's got really good submission skills now does he have good submission skills as Tiago Moises who knows? But it's Tiago Moises who's going to be taking the inspiration shots here. Not all Alvarez. Alvarez is happy keeping this standing. And I think he'll actually do better if he does keep it standing. So it's on Moises to shoot the takedowns. And Alvarez has got good reactions and snaps up good submissions when he does so. So yeah, I'm going to take Yoel Alvarez in this fight. And uh, that's yet another dog. I think we're at 50% dogs right now. So if you guys are in on that, uh, I suggest staying in on that. Because, man, is it going to be a good card for that? Now, uh, let's transition again to another fight in the featherweight division, and that is Song Yudong versus Julio Arce. So Arce, uh, last fight in July against, ooh, let, let me give you the, the dynamics here too. He is five foot seven with a seventy inch reach. Song Yidong meanwhile, five foot eight, so one inch of height advantage, with only a sixty not sixty seven inch reach. He's actually got very short arms for the featherweight division. And he's known as the Kung Fu Monkey. So, the Kung Fu Monkey uh, is coming off of uh win over Casey Kenny by split decision. Uh, before that, he had lost to Kyler Phillips and beat Marlon Vera, which, by the way, that win aged very nicely for him. Julio Arce, meanwhile, is coming off of a win over Andre Yule. Before that, he lost a split to Kyoto and head kick knockout Julian Arosa. So, uh, kind of an interesting dynamic here. Song Dong is kind of having an up and down. For some reason, it seems like he sways the judges' scorecards really well. Oh, hang on. I just, I keep completely spacing on the odds. Let me get you some odds on this one. Uh, Song Yudong, negative 130. Julio Arce, plus 110. Nice and close. I'm going to be riding with, ha <laughs> <laughs> this is where Jeff would make a joke about uh, riding with Song Yudong. But I'm going to ride with Song Yudong here. Uh, I think personally, I, I like his ability to control this fight. Um, I I like his ability to shoot a takedown, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, Julio Arce, he's certainly got some abilities to do that as well. Song Dong, though, has really impressed me in the past with his takedown offense and stuff like that. Like, if, if you go back, you know. Being able to you know go toe to toe with Marlon Vera in the grappling department really cool. Being able to take down Vince Morales, you know like his ability just not to be controlled in positions after he does get taken down, he pops right back up and and I mean he landed 115 punches on on uh, Casey Kenny last time out. Arce is not that kind of aggressor. It, it's cost him in the past, right? Like Hakeem Dawood took it to him, and he also is only landing 30 percent accuracy on his takedown. So. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot of faith in Julio Arce to implement a game plan where he's active enough to really beat Song Yidong. So I'm going to take Song Yidong here. I think uh, he he wins this decision, uh, let's see. I'll say fairly easily here, and I think we'll go to decision two. So uh, before, actually, I I, I violated a, a tenet of this show. I'm supposed to give you the main card ad-free, and Song Yidong versus Julio Arce was on the main card, so... Uh, This is what happens when you leave me in charge and you don't have have Juicy Jeff Fox, uh, the fantastic Mr. Juicy Jeff Fox. So I'll take a quick break right now, and I will give you the last couple of advertisements, uh, the first of which is for a new sponsor of ours, Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the matchups. You can cash out for gift cards when your bets hit and even help raise money for charity along the way. It's a brand new company looking to grow their early adopter community. They got a slick app, it's super fun to use, and one of the reasons that we personally love it is because they also offer prop betting. So if you're in a state that doesn't have a legalized gambling yet, you can get some prop bets on on Better Fantasy. It's totally free to play. Download for your iPhone or your Android right now and check them out at betterfantasy.com slash S G P N. That's B-E-T-T-O-R fantasy.com. Slash SGPN, and while I've got you here, have you heard about Prize Picks? Prize Picks is Daily Fantasy Made Easy. I love this, and I know you will too, because Prize Picks has the very best MMA DFS prop game on the market. In fact, it might be the only one out there. They offer better props on MMA games than just about any other DFS operator that exists out there today. Any prop that you can think of from significant strikes to takedowns to mat time, they've got it right there in their app. So listen to this. So if, if you're looking to put together a team on Prize PrizeFix for this weekend, let me give you what I would do. I would take, first of all, the over on Max Holloway significant strikes. That's right. Max Holloway significant strikes this weekend, 135.5. I'm taking the over on that. I'm also going to take the under on Felicia Spencer's significant strike. Cause I don't think she's going to land damn near a thing on Leah Lettson. And that gives you 46 and a half significant strikes. So I'm going to take the over on Max. And then I'm going to flip on over to takedowns because we've got over here in takedowns, we've got Mark Casey at two takedowns. I'm going to take the over on that. Cause I think Mark Casey is going to go out there and bust a whole bunch of takedowns on Rafael Alves, whether or not they stick or not, that sort of, sort of doesn't matter. So, what you do is if you put all those together into one big play, it's going to completely take your 20 bucks and turn it into 100 bucks. That easy, so easy to do. So, um, And right now, all users that deposit and use the promo code SGP will receive a 100% instant match bonus of up to 100 bucks. So that's more chances to win. And you can win 10 times your entry depending on how many players you pick. So don't just stop at the numbers that I gave you. Go all the way. Go make that big money. And they even allow mixed forward entries. So, hey, maybe you like my picks this week on Max Holloway's overs, but maybe you also like the over on LeBron James's points and the under on Patrick Mahomes' passing yards. You can put them all together this weekend. No problem at all. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and the Google Play Store. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really as easy as I was just describing to you. And it's safe and offers fast withdrawals. Do not hesitate. Check out pricefix.com. Use promo code SGP. Get that 100% instant deposit match that I was talking about. Go to the app store. Download the app today. PriceFix is daily fantasy made easy. Um, Also, and this is the last one, uh, BetQL Daily. Do you feel like the last one out when it comes to sports betting? You don't know where to start. You don't understand where the market is moving, which bets are smart out there. And you want to have all of that and also have some fun while doing it. Well, BetQL Daily is the must listen to show for sports bettors and sports fans alike. I'm telling you, you're going to want to listen to this because it's not just really great advice about how the market is moving and what the smart bets are, but you're going to have fun because it's highly entertaining. The The banner between the hosts, that's the good stuff. You you know that from listening to me and Chuckway Dave. Well, BetQL Daily has got that same thing going on. So if you enjoy us, you're gonna enjoy BetQL Daily. Uh, b- both hosts Joe Ostrowski, or all three hosts rather, Joe Ostrowski. Joe Gigliotto and Aaron Hawksworth serve up the – they call it wagertainment. It's like entertainment and wager. It's, it's a nice little thing going on there. In the sports talk that you love with the betting insights that you need each weekday, find out where the market is moving across all of the week's big sporting events. Miss out on the earlier games? Well, UL Daily has you covered there too with recaps from some of the biggest of the recent sports moment uh if you are not sure where to start with sports betting start with bet 2l daily listen weekdays 9 a.m to noon eastern on audacity spotify or your favorite podcast app um all right well oof, gave you the rundown there because I, I i always fulfill our promises here on the sgpn's mma gambling podcast that we're going to give you the main card at free and we are going to do precisely that so I got four fights left to talk to you guys about. We're gonna start here, and guess what? I got more underdogs. That's right, I got more underdogs. Uh, maybe two of these last four will be underdogs. Spoiler alert. Uh, next one we're gonna talk about is Caramel Thunder Miguel Baeza versus the Oxfighter Chaos Williams. So, Caramel Thunder Miguel Baeza, six foot two with a 74 half inch reach. Chaos Williams, meanwhile, is six foot even with a 77 inch reach, so he is going to be two inches shorter than Miguel Baeza, but he is rocking an extra two and a half inches, which is a really interesting dynamic. Baeza is ten and one. He did get that loss last time out to Santiago Ponzinibbio. He'd beaten the likes of Takashi Saido and Matt Brown before that. Chaos Williams, meanwhile, is entering this fight at 12 and two. He did beat my Michelle Pereira, but bounced back with a win over Matthew Samelisberger. Of course, a lot of you probably remember him from that early knockout of Abdul Razak al in 30 seconds or Alex Morano in 27 seconds. He's got the bombs and he's not afraid to use them. So uh, the odds on this contest leading into it is Chaos Williams, a plus 125 underdog, Miguel Baeza, negative 145, and I am hitting you with those dogs again. That's right. Going with Chaos Williams here. I, I think personally, in that Miguel Baeza versus Santiago Ponzanibio fight, While I do really like Miguel Baeza, I think he's a well-rounded fighter. I think he's got a lot of shit going for him. I am really worried about the amount of times he got hit by somebody like Santiago Ponzanibio. And don't get me wrong, he took Ponzanibio's best shot and Ponzanibio throws bombs. But I'm not sure Ponzanibio hits as hard as Chaos Williams. Chaos Williams, that, that dude is flatlining dudes in no time. His first two fights took less than a minute. And one of them was against Alex Morano, a guy who was taking abuse from a, a bunch of really great fighters. I mean, like, went in there with Anthony Pettis and went 15 minutes with that man. So, uh, yeah, like, I, I'm saying Chaos Williams here. I think he he comes with the big bombs. And if Baeza lets himself get hit here, which uh, it's kind of maybe wrong to say lets himself get hit, but if he gets hit here, I, I think it's going to be trouble. I think Chaos Williams is the type of guy uh, who puts you away when you make a mistake. And I kind of expect him to do that here. So, Yet another underdog here from Gumby. I'm going underdog nuts here. This is what happens when Jeff isn't here to keep me in check and to ridicule me for my underdog picks. Um, And that's going to bring us to a very rare, and I do mean very rare, uh, featherweight fight between women. That's right, a women's featherweight fight, and that is Felicia the Phenom Spencer versus Leonidas Letson. So uh, let's start with Felicia Spencer. Of course, once the title champion Felicia Spencer, she is Five foot six with a 68 inch reach. She's going to be fighting Leah Letson, who is slightly taller at five foot seven with 71 inch reach. Uh, of course, Felicia Spencer is kind of on a, a pretty rough skid here. She's lost uh, two fights in a row. After losing to the fight to Amanda Nunez, she did also get beat by Norma Dumont. Before that, had beaten Zara Farane and had lost to Chris Cyborg. So she's one in three in her last four fights. Leah Letson, meanwhile, is coming off the Ultimate Fighter. Of course, that was two Ultimate Fighters ago. The Ultimate Fighter 28, uh, where she lost to eventual winner Macy Chaison on the show. Before that, she had beaten UFC veteran Bay Malecki, who has had good success since then. Uh, she did get a fight on the finale where she bought Yulia Stoliarenko, uh, who she beat by split decision. Um, and as I said, she's going to have that reach advantage. She's 5-1 in her career. Uh, versus 8-3 and three for Felicia Spencer. The odds you're going to get on this fight, uh, Felicia Spencer, negative 310, Leah Letson, plus 245, and get this, another underdog pick for me. I'm going to take Leah Letson. Uh, and I know that that sounds a little bit on the crazy side here, um, but for me, Leah Letson, first of all, really good at defending takedowns. Uh, if you watched her in that Stolio Renko fight, And and granted, Stolio Renko, not a world beater when it comes to takedowns, but neither is Felicia Spencer. People laud her for her grappling, but she's not, you know, she's not like this big takedown artist. Leah Lesson stuffed all four of Yulia Stolio Renko's takedown attempts. Uh, And meanwhile, Felicia Spencer, you know what her takedown average is in the UFC? It's 10%. That's right, 10%. uh, And the takedowns come against Zara Farrain and... Megan Anderson, two people who notoriously not particularly good at at takedowns. So uh, Leah Letton here, I think is going to stop the takedowns in, I I give almost anybody a striking advantage over, over, uh, Felicia Spencer. And I I don't mean to be mean about that, but I do give just about anybody a, a striking advantage there. Now, of course there's the, the, the elephant in the room here. And that is the fact that Leah Letton has not fought in three years. That's right. She last fought in 2018, uh, on that ultimate fighter, 28 finale it's been almost three full years since then. Um, she had some health problems. Some uh, I, I don't exactly even know what it was, but the doctor said she couldn't cut weight. So she's coming back at featherweight again, despite the fact she had planned on cutting back to bantamweight. Um, she had changed teams in that time. She thinks she's changed a whole lot about her game. She feels really good about it. You can catch her on the Top Turtle MMA podcast. Not the only reason I'm picking her, but both because I don't really trust the takedown game of Felicia Spencer and... That number's juicy, right? Like, plus 245 on somebody, you know, you're thinking of this is a coin flip fight, if you think Leah Letson is healthy, you know, I think Felicia Spencer's super overhyped here. I don't think she's got the takedowns to get Leah Letson down. Going with the dog yet again. Man, if the dogs are barking this weekend, we're going to be making a lot of money, and otherwise uh, Jeff's probably going to have a whole bunch to say on Sunday. Uh, and that brings us to our co-main event, and I can't believe I'm saying this is a co-main event uh, because it's not as deserving it's like Cynthia Calvillo and Andrea Lee or Chaos Williams and Miguel Baeza, but nevertheless, the chunky guy is out in the main event. It is a heavyweight contest between Big Ben Rothwell and Marcos Rogerio de Lima. So Big Ben, the fifty-two fight veteran. That's right, the fifty-two fight veteran, thirty-nine and thirteen in his career, is six foot four with an eighty inch reach. He's gonna be fighting Marcos Rogerio de Lima. Who's three inches shorter and has five less of reach. The thing about Marcos Rogério de Lima, win one, lose one, win one, lose one, win one, lose one. He's got that, uh, that that Charles Rosa thing that me and Jeff talk about all the time going on. Most recently, he beat Maurice Green, so you know what that means, obviously. Uh, Rothwell, meanwhile, on the other hand, is, uh, he's coming off a win over Chris Huggy Bear Barnett that he won by his famed Go-Go Choke, which he's now gotten in the UFC three times. He's actually won three out of his last four with only a decision loss to Marcin Tybure in there. Um, a really weird fight with Stefan Struve in there, too, though, where he kicked him in the nuts repeatedly. Um, and Stefan Struve eventually, like, looked like he was going to puke, got talked into continuing, uh, and then knocked out. So, Rothwell, though, on a little bit better of a run here, which is probably why when you look at the odds, he's betting off at negative 150. Marcos Rogerio de Lima plus 130. I am not going to keep rolling with the dogs here. I am going to take Big Ben Rothwell. Let me give you the quick and dirty about why I'm taking Big Ben Rothwell in this fight. It's pretty simple. Marcos Rogerio de Lima, let me review his recent losses. Submission loss to Alexander Romanov by a forearm choke. Submission lost to Stefan Struve by an arm triangle choke. Submission lost to Ovin St. pru by a Von Flew choke. Submission lost to ah Murad, Antigulov by guillotine choke. Submission lost to Nikita Krylov by rear naked choke. And then if you go back to him being on the Ultimate Fighter Brazil, Submission lost to Antonio Carlos Jr. by rear naked choke. So his last six losses are by submission. We're talking about Ben Rothwell here, a guy who's going to have a reach advantage here, probably going to light him up on the feet. And when Rogerio DeLima shoots in for that stupid takedown that you know he's going to do, you're going to get a big Ben Rothwell go-go choke. You heard it here first, folks. I'm not just calling that he gets a submission. I'm telling you the submission he gets. He gets another one of his famed go-go chokes. Uh, and it's easy as can be. Pick Ben Rothwell. You'll hear him coming up in my, uh, in my props and parlays that I got coming on a little bit later on as well. All right, well, I've taken you up this far. Let me take you through the event, which is of course Max Blessed Holloway versus Yair El Pantera Rodriguez. It's Rodriguez, Jeff Fox, not Higuez. It's Rodriguez. Uh, and uh, so, uh, I'm gonna start with talking about Max Holloway. Max Holloway, the former featherweight champion, five foot eleven, sixty-nine inch reach. He's gonna be fighting Yair Rodriguez, who is an identical. Five foot eleven with a 70 reach. so he's actually going to have a 2-inch reach advantage. Rodriguez, meanwhile, hasn't fought since 2019 when he fought Jeremy Stevens. so he's been away for two years. There were all kinds of rumors in there about what he was doing gone. Uh, I'm not going to dig into those rumors, but I will tell you that they exist. Feel free to Google the dark sides of the web to figure out what exactly they were. Uh, Max Holloway, all he did in his last outing back in January was put a beating on Calvin Cater. That has made it so that nobody has seen Calvin Cater since. No, I joke. Uh-huh. But it was a big beatdown on Calvin Cater where he put on an absolute striking clinic. And, of course, that's after coming off back-to-back losses to Alexander Volkanovsky, which obviously some people debate. Some people think Volkanovsky won those. But uh, whether you think he won them or lost them, uh, they are losses for Max Holloway there. And uh, But the win over Calvin Cater, certainly not debatable. In fact, he had a conversation with Dana White mid-fight uh, and still won. So, The crazy thing about this for me, I can't believe the odds are coming in where they're at. Right now, I'm seeing Max Holloway at negative 720. I'm seeing Yair Rodriguez at plus 500. Now, I've gone dog, 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 all day. And I can't think of a reason to still pick Yair Rodriguez. The number seems ridiculous, but I'm still going to take, I'm still going to take Max Holloway to win me. What is he going to win me here? Like he's going to win me like, you know, $8 Eight bucks on a negative seven twenty bet on hundred bucks. You know he's not going to win me very much money. Basically, um, it's not eight bucks. It's like seventeen bucks or something like that. But he's not going to win me very much money. But I'm still going to take Max Holloway. And here's why: Yair Rodriguez got outstruck by Chan Sung Jung. That's a fact. Uh, not only did he get outstruck, he got outstruck for five rounds against Chan Sung Jung. The Korean Zombie was on his way to winning a decision when he got goaded into fighting a very dumb fight uh, and getting elbowed in the face with one second left. He, he was that close to winning that fight. Yair Rodriguez almost got outstruck by Jeremy Stevens and got taken down by him a bunch of times. Got taken down in control by, by Frankie Edgar. I just can't imagine there's a world where you get outstruck by Chan Sung Jung but don't get outstruck by Max Holloway. Max Holloway is on his game right now. He's looking as good as he's ever looked. Yaya Rodriguez being away for two years. Yaya Rodriguez, you know, getting lit up by somebody like Chan Sung Jung. Like, you got to go with Max Holloway here. But as, as far as the D-Gens who have to bet $100 on every fight, definitely pick Max Holloway. But for those of you who can skip this fight, those of you who aren't true D-Gens out there, which I'm assuming there's none of you, but here's a little personal advice. Don't bet this fight. Um, Don't bet it at all because it's just... You know, go go to Price Picks and and take the over on significant strikes for Max Holloway. But apart from that, stay away from this fight because uh, there's not a lot of money to be won, and the favorite's gonna win this fight. You know, it's like a dog or a pass fight for me, and uh, I hate the dog. So yeah, I'm going with uh, I'm going with Max Holloway in this one. And that obviously wraps up the 11 fight card. Uh, like I said, we had a couple of fights drop off, um, but. You know, there's a lot of dogs I like in this one. You know, I took Leah us in here but as a dog. Yoel Alvarez is a dog. Chaos Williams is a dog. Jojua and Kennedy's Chuka. I'm going five dogs on an 11-fight card. Uh, messing with the odds, but we've been real chalky lately, so that's what I'm working with. So, um, I usually like to end these shows with Jeff uh, and uh, with some props. And then giving you our famed 10-to-1 parlay, which, by the way, I hit it last week. And it wasn't even 10-to-1. It was 13-to-1. So, uh, fan Jong, buckle up and get in on my uh, big-ass parlay that I'm about to drop. But before that, let's take a look at some props that I like. So, the first prop I like, I mentioned this at the beginning of the show, Ben Rothwell. Ben Rothwell, by submission right now, the thing is plus 400. I can't believe I'm saying this. It's plus 400. A guy who has lost six times in a row to submissions, up against the guy who submits people in Ben Rothwell, plus 400. It seems like a crime get in on that line as quickly as you can it seems silly not to but I'm all over it I'm all over Ben Rothwell by submission get him on it all right um the other one I'm in on for a prop I'm gonna take uh I'm gonna take Sean Woodson and I'm gonna take Sean Woodson by knockout um so Sean Woodson by knockout hang on let me see where I misplaced my line for a second. Sean Woodson. This this always makes for great radio when you misplace your line. Sean Woodson by knockout is plus two twenty-five. So you're taking a guy, negative three thirty-five. Sure, it doesn't always look like he's got the most knockout power, but he has does have really good knees, and Anglin is going to be shooting in for those takedowns. I'm going to say he catches him with a knee on the way in. So there you go. Plus four hundred or a plus four hundred prop and a plus two twenty-five prop for you D out there. Get in on those and get on all my underdogs too while you're at it. All right, so um, like I said, the only thing left to do is the 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 Super Fan Jong Parlay, as I like to call it, uh, which is where we're giving you at least 10 to 1 parlay uh, to make sure that you are, you know, getting your money's worth out of this show. So the first one I'm going to put in that parlay, I mentioned I love the Ben Rothwell line. Uh, ben Rothwell and negative 150, you can't go wrong in that. He should be in all your parlays. Um, I'm also going to go with... Oh, now I'm getting those. Little... Mark D. Casey. Uh, I like Mark D. Casey in this one, and I'm gonna take Chaos Williams too. I think the knockout power for Chaos Williams is there, and then I think Kennedy Zuchuku is what I'm gonna do. So we're gonna go Ben Rothwell, Mark D. Casey, Chaos Williams, Kennedy Zuchuku, and because I'm going with such low odds today, that's already plus. so I'm giving you 10.5 to 1 right there. And our parlay is only four guys deep this week. That's right, only four guys deep. So, uh, yeah, that about does it. I hope you guys got your money's worth. I know, listening to me drone on nonstop by myself for, looks like I've been talking for 45 minutes. For 45 minutes might be a little tough for you guys, but I can assure you the banter and the good stuff coming back on Sunday Um, as always, make sure that you download the SGPN app so that you can get that podcast right in your ear holes right away and make sure you follow and subscribe to the MMA gambling specific feed because we got episodes dropping earlier there. So if you want my picks on, uh, you know, some other contests, which is usually what I'm dishing out on Sunday, you can find them there, which by the way, I I gave you guys some picks. I feel sort of bad about this, but I should probably touch upon it. All of the guys I gave you, who I thought I was going to have some sneaky underdogs on there, their lines all posted. They're all favorites. So, uh, you know, my my uh, apologies for for putting too many favorites in there, but hey, it is what it is at this point. So, get in on those favorites, especially uh, Tyrell Fortune at negative one ninety five. I believe he's betting off that. So, um, and feel free to go back to Sunday's episode and listen all about why. Um, but until next week, I'm Daniel Gumby Freeland. Off in the, uh, the Canadian wilderness right now is Juicy Jeff Fox, and we'll catch you on Sunday.